Welcome to SVO Perspectives, and I'm Jack Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Bricado. And we're here another week, another day, another dollar, right, John? Right, right. <laughs> so, so we got Brian McManaway, right? McManaway, Brian McManaway, yeah. great, great guy. I tell you, I've known Brian probably for the last eight years, straight, straight shooter. Um, and again, anything we have on here, we're not necessarily endorsing. We're just, we want our folks to know, you know, this is something, a strategy for SBOs. We know what we're doing here. We have perspectives. That's the name of the you know, podcast. And for us, it's like anything can help our colleagues to benefit and help them be successful. That's what we're about. Yes, Jack, that's exactly right. And we're just really trying to bring different perspectives here. And today we have Brian McManaway, as Jack said, and he's going to kind of walk us through a few new hybrid approaches to maybe reducing your medical care costs and some things that we haven't really heard of and some kind of really trailblazing ideas to hopefully save some money in the district and provide a better benefit to the employees. So he does a great job of kind of outlining it A to Z for us. And we're excited to bring you that interview today with Brian McNamara. And here it is. Today on the podcast, we have Brian McManaway. He's a benefits consultant at Corporate Synergies. Brian has over 10 years of public sector employee benefits consulting experience and specializes in schools, municipalities, and libraries. Brian successfully built and implemented two cooperatives for dental and vision with the New York Library Dental Vision Cooperative and the New York Villages Dental Vision Cooperative. In his time serving the public with their benefits, Brian has always developed unique ways to assist his clients by implementing strategies that can make a difference in the public sector community. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Brian. Thanks for having me. How's it going, going there? How's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks all for having time. me. Absolutely. We used to connect all the time. I remember the days. So it's so great to have you on the podcast as anyone else. So this is good. You know, one of the reasons why we're having you on, I mean, so much has been going on. I mean, obviously, potential World War Three. who knows what's going on with that. But, you know, us trying to get out of this pandemic, just for everything in schools, We've had to deal with, I want to say, so many nuances when it comes to appropriating funds for the federal government and when it comes to just navigating these new guidelines and the reporting. It's refreshing to have someone else like you on to give us SBOs a different spin on what we should be looking at. So, you know, with that, you having this expertise in the insurance space, specifically, you know, the health and the medical insurance, I think is going to be very valuable for our listeners. So I want to get with that, get into it with the first question that I want to really pose to you is just to give us a sense of what's going on right now. Like, like let's lay the foundation on land. What's the current, current climate like, you know, in, in the industry right now in medical insurance? So great question. And uh, thanks again for having me on. Big fan of the podcast. So really was... Uh you know, a big deal for me to come on and share some of my insight. Great question. So the climate of the medical industry right now is it's a great topic. COVID certainly has taken its toll on the insurance industry, the carriers, especially the increases we saw in 22, very high. We do have a special team of underwriters at our company that have all the data on this, this stuff. And we're able to keep these carriers honest, you know, by kind of putting the data back on them. But the trends have been increasing. And specifically, you know, for the school world, NYSHIP, as, as you guys know, year over year has gone up to the tune of over 12% last year in 22. So it's become, the climate has become increasingly tough on employers, especially in the schools, the villages, the cities, you know, having a very hard time dealing with double digit increases. So 
just got to work a little smarter and 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 hopefully have enough data you know to keep them to keep them now have you and your team have you had to hire any more people internally to kind of deal with the influx of i'm sure there's more you know processing and everything with covid or have you been able to kind of just maintain with your current staff we're fortunate enough we have a lot of internal checks and balances in place we don't sub a lot of that nitty-gritty stuff out so for us we have our own team that handles claims advocacy called benefits vip so for us, yes, they got a lot busier. Folks, you know, got a lot crazier. But you know, we 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 always try to hire every quarter for those teams. So you know, we just ramped it up a little more due to COVID. But you are right on that. The claims, because the claims have gone up, the need for calls and advocacy have gone up as well. Right. So you know, you never want to waste a good crisis. So my next question would be. Why would it be advantageous of districts to kind of reevaluate their medical provider and benefits offering, especially in light of almost a somewhat of a post-COVID era? Right. Yeah. So this is this is another really, really great question. So school districts for me have have kind of said it and forget it for a while now, especially when it comes to the medical space. You know, you do see some districts uh, in the Western New York with some consortiums, maybe some little pockets of consortiums on the east end of Long Island and such. But for the most most part, NYSHIP has been very prevalent in the state. And the marketplace has evolved in the past few years, especially in the retiree market. And thus, this retiree benefit choice plan, this example we're going to talk about today, being something that is a viable option that it's time to, you know, not just settle anymore for what's just given. You know, I was I was at a school district in Suffolk County last week talking to the business official on this very topic on retiree health and they have 500 retirees there at the district and you know this carve out approach we'll talk about more of but if a hundred of his employees carve out there it's about three hundred thousand dollars of savings to the district just by having a hundred retirees carve out you know all while improving the benefits so you know that's just the retiree end of things you know i think a topic for another day i'm working on more choices for the active population there really hasn't been mm. much choice for the actives, whether it be young teachers, you know, that need high deductible plans and such. So stay tuned. Late spring, I will have a lot more on the active market. But for now, the retirees are, are really a good way to reassess the market and see see what's out there. So, Brian, this, you know, I've heard stuff like this before. I've heard, you know, the benefit choice plan and I guess this carve out uh, that, that you're, you're laying here. But I guess for those who may not know, when did this actually, this alternative present itself to districts? And maybe, I don't know if you could provide some historical content. And I guess as a secondary question here is, you know, how many districts are currently venturing out into what you described? Yeah, so nationally, this program came out with a insurance wholesaler called Amwins about two and a half years ago. I had great experience carving out the full groups Citywide Plains, Bayshore, other places, carving out full retiree populations, but nothing like this existed on the marketplace where there was choice for the retiree, offer of multiple plans. It, it wasn't on the it wasn't on the market. So you know, for for us, you know, we identified very quickly that if I can help out the schools, the school community in this way 
with something that's a little different, but something that's going to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, that's kind of what I did. And, and I've had my finger on this for a while now. The California Schools Employee Benefits Association, they have it for the whole state of California. And for me, I've been tracking that for a while now saying, it's a home run for the New York schools. Over the last year, Friends Academy locally has done it in the private world, Manhattan Country School, a lot of different private and charters are starting to catch wind of this. And I'm just trying to scream it from the rooftops now to the public sector clients that this is a viable option now and it is more of a choice as opposed to, you know, actually fully carving out the whole group. And when you say carve out, can you maybe explain that a little more depth? Yeah. That means? So I'll explain that. So, so basically, if you have, let's just give hard examples. If you have 500 employees today that are retirees on your NYSHIP program or any of your, you know, your medical programs and you know, back two, three years ago, these plans, you had to carve out the entire population to do it, thus making the business official a little uncomfortable. That's a lot of people carving out. What does it do to my actives? You know, there's a lot going on there. For, for this example, what you do is you just have a choice that's, that's issued to the people, to the retirees, and whoever would like to carve out of the state plan right? Remove themselves from the state plan into the option that best fits their needs better. That's what they can do. So what we're saying is there's no minimum. There's no, you could do it any month of the year. And really it's a giant pool of folks. So you could, you can carve out as little as you want, you know, through campaigns, through education, through word of mouth, through the retiree community. Once this, the plans take, take, you know, they're active, that really does all the work for you. So you're not looking at taking the whole population. You're only carving out a portion. It sounds like an opportunity for districts to, as you alluded to earlier, to really save some serious money here. But any kind of savings, I'm sure there are some challenges that are presented along with it. Could you maybe describe some challenges that you're seeing some districts face when they kind of pursue a carve out model like that? Yeah. So, you know, this is it's always one of these things where. You know, you feel like the retirees, they might they might be up in arms or we're looking to change. You know, what are the challenges? And and the challenges in the past were if you're carving a full group out, not everyone's going to be happy. Right. So here for, for this, I don't see a ton of challenges. You know, the choice, it's a choice now rather than, you know, a full a full carve out. So it feels like the easier approach and it kind of puts it into the retirees hands. You know, we recommend three three plans that best fits their needs. You know, and then they're happier because they have richer benefits, lower premiums, you know, the out-of-pocket costs go way down and there's no networks here. So anywhere that accepts Medicare will accept this. So all those out-of-network charges they're incurring in NYSHIP go away. You mm-hmm. know, on the, on the, yeah, it's great. And on the school's end, obviously you're just reaping the rewards of the savings for just making it an option now. You're just running it alongside NYSHIP as an option and then to take it even a step further, which is why I think it's it's a benefit, not a challenge for the business office that's fielding tons of these questions from the retirees, enrollment questions, claims questions, ID cards. It all kind of goes away based on the amount of folks that you know take the alternatives. So mm-hmm. it's a good administrative burden sure. for you know, some of the people in your offices. So not oh, only are you point. saving, but you're also saving people's time and the, the overhead burden that you were referring to. That that sounds like a no brainer. Yeah. You know, a lot of times in these business offices, I see there are there are folks that wear many hats, you know, and you know, you, right? <laughs> you guys know you didn't. And they're, they're stretched in a lot of different places. And we're trying mm-hmm. to help, you know, repurpose time 
and you know uh, make it make it a, a program you'd feel good about so brian um you know i this is great and uh, you speak to the challenges and and that's great because a lot of folks listen to this and say well you know is this feasible can can we do this in my district and it sounds like we really can and it's gonna be a benefit but with that everyone who probably isn't familiar with something like this right that's so creative and innovative you know there's got to be some skepticism you know and they might say listen well what's the catch here so if anything brian will this strategy be something that maybe will not work for certain district or like is there any kind of pitfall behind us yeah, so this was, you know, these are one of these questions when you guys sent them over pre, I was like, all right, this is a really, really good question because a lot of times what you get, you know, is people saying, you know, if it's too good to be true, you know, how is it true? And it's always a tricky one, you know, for me, but to me, this doesn't really fall in that category. You know, I, I think of this and you guys can think of this as like more of a hybrid approach to Medicare benefits. It's a concierge service that takes care of the retirees. A la carte. Yeah. And, and adds <laughs> wellness perks that they kind of come to love, right? Mm -hmm. They get this first class treatment from a team of people that handles their needs, mm -hmm. claims resolution, advocacy. You know, then, you know, on the business office end, it dramatically decreases, you know, the calls that come in, like we talked about before, you know, and your people, are, you know, your retiree folks are educated you know, on where to go and who to go to, and they become comfortable with the representatives. So, you know, they'll feel that sense of comfort and they'll be speaking to people that are well-versed in Medicare, right? So from your end on a compliance yes. end, you know, talking to folks about Medicare and such, that's not, you know, something that someone in the school world, sh you know, should need to know if they do great. And I know a lot of these business offices house a lot of knowledge over the years, but, you know, we have experts that can help with that. So, Brian, okay. you obviously have commanding knowledge over all of this and the industry and really these products that will best benefit districts. But could you maybe pivot a little bit and tell us really what separates your company from your competition? Okay. Yeah. So I, I believe we do it differently than others locally. And I'll, I'll just tell you briefly why. You know, we take more of a consultative approach to the way we, we handle our benefit offerings. You know, nothing is harder in my industry than just being transactional, you know, being someone that just gets you a quote or puts a fire out when they have to, you know, it, it's, there's more than that, you know, there's more to the industry. For us specifically, we have our own full in-house concierge service. It's called Benefits VIP. And it's, it assists any employees that are under our umbrella and employers with claims advocacy, education. We give tools and resources with that, that comes with custom guides, communications, and we build long-term benefit strategies based on your demographics. So what we do is we take your folks and put them into the correct buckets of where they sit in generations and see what, what, what drives them. Maybe there are plans that you, you're not utilizing or you, you could utilize just based on what your population, your demographics look like. And just to take it a step further, you know, Personally, coming up with kind of some unique ways to help public sector clients over the years has been something I've, I've tried very hard to do, you know, from creating those dental vision cooperatives, those purchasing, you know, buying groups, you know, to getting the Nassau County endorsement for shared services, you know, as a result of our efforts on this, you know, and this retiree program and partnership with Amwins is just kind of another, you know, way we, we like to do things with a little bit more cutting edge, you know, and let you know first. So that's, you know, hope it didn't ramble too much on what separates us, but. Uh, no, that's, that's good. 
Yeah, if you can, yeah, no, if you can win over a bunch of skeptical business officials, you're doing pretty well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Right. Well, this has been really good, Brian. You know, as we really come to close and sum things up, you know, as if anyone who comes on a podcast, we always ask that they could provide, you know, any type of advice, you know, out there to our our fellow SBOs. You know, is there anything that maybe you could offer to to those listening? Yeah, so I think this is the most important question because. You know, there's there's so much out there other than retiree health and, and and there's just so much more to benefit offerings today. You know, I would just say to business officials out there, don't settle. You know, benefits are the second highest expense to payroll. You know, you, ha- you have to get more out of your broker consultant, get more bang for your buck, you know, get a trusted consultant that's going to help you identify levers to pull, you know, to, to achieve savings and also to improve your benefit offerings. Now, sometimes these are levers you, you you can't identify and you just need help, you know? So in my experience, you know, attraction and retention of top-notch talent should be done through the benefits and building employee morale. Usually, you know, it, it works doing it that way. So what I'm seeing currently is, you know, in the dental life vision, the disability space, you know, a lot of the stuff is old and antiquated and just may need a fresh look. So I just encourage you, it doesn't hurt, you know, to ever, you know, just try to get more out of, out of your spend. Well, you know, you heard it here first. Now is the time to reevaluate and take advantage of the market and yes. maybe approach some of these yes. hybrid models of, of saving some money. So Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, this Brian, is thank valuable you. information and I'm sure all of our listeners will get something out of it and maybe you'll be getting some calls soon. Who knows? Well, I'm happy to help, you know, when you guys need me. So it's a lot of important stuff and definitely some uh, move the needle for districts for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Thanks again. All All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning in to our interview with Brian McNamara. He did an outstanding job really kind of presenting some new data and some new approaches to healthcare and healthcare and just benefits altogether. Yeah, I think this is great. I think that when you think about this episode, you're going to think carving, right? And I think about, well, there are quotes on carving, but I'm not getting to that. But carving in the sense of not using a knife or a spoon or anything like that, carving to help you really get this hybrid model, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you could save a district $10,000, $20,000, you need that in these times. I mean, and that's really what the importance of having this podcast so having said that we're looking we're very excited and forward to we're wrapping up q1 but we have some really great really great guests coming on the next couple weeks and then we're actually going to put out part of our lineup to see the future and we do have some uh, special surprises up ahead so for those of you stay tuned you know our our podcast listeners you're you're devoted faithful followers Mm -hmm. each week we're grown we've had we looked at some of the numbers we've had a couple hundred here where we know we're getting out there and we're not just here, we're, you know, overseas, we're around right. the country, Worldwide we're in New York. And so we really appreciate what you're doing and the support and, you know, this goes a long way and we're having fun, right, John? I mean, I can right. tell you how much each week I look forward to putting this on, who's new, what's coming up, and it's so fresh. And so um, with that next week, we're going to bring you some more stuff. And so this is Jack Mitchell. And John Bercato. Yep, signing off at your perspective. See you next Thanks, week. Thanks, everyone.